This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. With Craig Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest is um, a television star. Not He's really, no. a neighbor. Yeah, that's true. He is a philanthropist. Uh, hey, yeah. Okay. He is a um, father. No, 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 I'm not. Son. Yes, that I am. Daughter? Uh, not that I know of, but I mean, there's still time for me to come to truth with myself. Animal doctor? Uh, studying and training. And philanthropist? Yep. His name is Eli Henry. Welcome, Eli. Hi. How are you? I'm tired. You're tired. I'm tired. What happened last night? Honestly, nothing. Like, I, I usually, you know... I'm Party, tired. hearty, rock and roll, drink Bacardi, smoke a ball. Uh, you know, partially, yeah, and, and just today, I, I, I literally, I, like, I stayed up a little late watching, uh, educational YouTube videos. About what? Uh, this is a series called Crash Course. Okay. That's, uh, very good, and, uh, they've got one on world history, they got one on philosophy, psychology, I was watching those, uh, played some video games, it just really, like, just didn't get to sleep. Uh-huh. For no good reason, and, um... It's kind of embarrassing. Was late to this, even though I live literally downstairs. We live in the same building. Yeah. So I always find a way. You know how they say life, life finds, finds a way? Life finds a way. Jurassic Park. Uh, I find a way to always be late. Um, what video games? I was playing Uncharted 4 last night. I don't know what that is. It's great. It's very. It's, you're basically like an Indiana Jones guy. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's it's a, it's it, by the same studio that made The Last of Us. If you ever played that mm-hmm. game, I don't even know. Why I asked. I don't know any video. That's games. Way, it's very good. Um, I'm addicted to the stupid game on my iPhone slash Apple TV called um, Slide the Shakes, and you uh, uh-huh. slide milkshakes, and that's it. And not I only do I not know what that is, I but I, I was actively confused because when I sat down I saw that that was the last thing you had in your TV oh that's right yeah it was just sliding I was like I don't know what that could possibly be I've spent way too much time doing that I'm on board like a hundred level 112 how or does something. it work you slide shakes and uh, you right, try so... to get them on a specific spot <laughs> okay it's very stupid that's fine I'll take that I think it's sense. free on um, on the Apple App Store well that's good I mean I, I, last night I spent four dollars on an iPhone game cause what I, game let me see what it's called how often do you uh, per- purchase um, purchase games on the iPhone? Not often. I mean, every uh, every few months I-, I do that. Just but I-, I clear. I have to clear room at a certain point. So mm-hmm. once I lose interest, I I just delete you just them for space. It. But this one's called Chameleon, and it's a fun game. It's like you you run around and you got to change colors in the air to match where you're jumping. I could explain it, but no one possibly would understand. Just This is an ad for Chameleon. Go get it. Uh, It's $4. What a deal. That's a lot of money for one of those games. Yeah, but you know what? If it's designed nicely and I don't have to... The problem is with those free games on the iPhone, they've got all the ads and then they're like, would you like to buy this? I met a guy on on set the other day who said he spent thousands of dollars on uh, that game... uh, Clash of the Titans or whatever Oh my it is. god. You know that one game that's yeah, promoted sure. by Kate Upton? Yes, yeah, yeah. 
He's like, I, I was like, oh, you play that game? He goes, yeah, man, I love this game. I've spent thousands of dollars on this game. And I, as respectfully as I could, said, why? I would, I, if I was in his shoes, I'd have to reevaluate my life. Well, that his answer like, was almost terrifying. What did he say? I've waited my whole life for a game like this. Wow. And I was like, like a conquering strategy game? And he's like, yeah, man. And then I just... I got called to set. <laughs> so I was oh like, my god! Just kind of leaving that there. Like that's really sad. Wow. I mean, it's sad, or it's like one of those people that. Or you know, at least he found what he's been. I just know that he'll life. be okay if The Walking Dead happens. Right. Because uh-huh. he's got strategy. Right. Good for him for finding his uh, life's calling. His, his calling, yeah. Oh man, there's like no reward. Um. So we're gonna be watching some TV today. Uh, why don't you tell us what you decided to watch? Sure. Well, um, as with uh, most things in my life, I didn't make up my mind until I sat down on your couch. Uh, and even then, it took a few minutes. But I, I, uh, I, we were scrolling through Netflix, and I saw The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never actually watched a full episode of The Twilight Zone, but... You've never seen The Twilight Zone ever? I never really have, no. Oh my god! You know why? Because wow. I feel like I've just known so much of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just from pop culture and from what I've been told. And uh, there's one episode that I, I just remember my mom always telling me about as a kid because just it's one that scared her, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but it, uh, it's, I, I now see it's called The Fever. It's about a gambler. So I know how it ends. I don't know if I should say don't it Don't tell right me because I, I don't think I've seen this one. So okay, I want to well, I, I be surprised. She's told me all about it. And uh, uh, I've referenced it in my life many times. So I feel like I should probably watch it. That makes sense. So the synopsis says Frank Gibbs, Franklin Gibbs becomes obsessed with playing a Las Vegas slot machine, losing his life savings, then realizes the machine wants more than dot, dot, dot. Uh It gets cut off. So we don't know what, more than his money? That's my guess. I would imagine that seems like a logical thing. So did your mom mention this as in like, this is, this stuck with me, the lesson learned? No, 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 no. I think it was mainly that like, they talk about heaven and hell in it, but Uh she mainly was saying like, how funny it was that because of the time it aired, they couldn't say hell, so they just said the other place. Oh, interesting. The entire time was like, oh, the other place. Um, But uh, honestly, I don't know why she brought it up. Uh-huh. I think she's brought it up when talking about the Twilight Zone. She was like, it was scary. Right, right, right. I, really, that's... I, I, I. My brain is working at partial capacity. You're doing great. But even still, I don't think I, I would have known. So you've never seen a full episode of the Twilight Zone? No, but I've been on the uh, Tower of Terror ride a bunch of times. Okay, cool. That counts. Now, you're from Canada. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Do they... Because in the States, I don't know if this is different there, on New Year's... They play like twenty four hours of the Twilight Zone. Do they do um, that? What, in ca- what network? Mm, I want to say it used to be like uh, when I was in New York, WPIX eleven. Uh, well, because Canada gets CW, a lot of the maybe. same networks. It's just um, commercials are different, but it depends on uh, depends on the network. If it was some local one, then no, I don't think we got. I oh, think now I, they it, do this. Now they do sci fi. Maybe. Yeah. Well, in Toronto, we would get like. We would probably get some Buffalo TV stations and right, upstate right. New York stations, but uh, yeah, I, I, that that was never. If that was a thing, it was never a thing in my family. And um, so, what did you did you were there marathons that you'd watch on New Year's with my family? Is that a thing? New Year's that... no, actually New Year's Day I never really did anything with my family. I'd sleep in and then leave. I, I mean, what I did, <laughs> like as a kid, we didn't really have any traditions except for we were all tired, but. 
uh, as an adult, this is a fun thing. My friend has a, a thing he's been doing for years on New Year's called the Arnoldathon. Okay, he owns every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on DVD. That's great. That's amazing. So he has for people my own come heart. over, and we pull the names out of a hat of what we're gonna watch next, and. Uh, Everyone's got a veto card, so if you pull out something like Kindergarten Cop and someone doesn't want to watch it, you veto it. Why wouldn't somebody want to? Well, because there are drinking rules to each game. There's drinking rules to the entire marathon, and then for each movie, and then for each movie specifically. So for the entire marathon, it's every time there's an Arnold kill line, you know, like um, one liner, cool off, or or, or, or let Let off some steam, steam, that's it, yeah. Uh, or uh, every time he makes a guttural Arnold noise, like, Aah. you know, or every time he kills someone. Those are the general rules. But then you make individual rules for each game, for each movie. So, you know, Kindergarten Copy doesn't kill a lot of people or have any kill lines. Right. So it's like, well, but for movies like, um, uh, what's the one he did with the cop movie he did with uh, Belushi? Uh, Jet- Red uh, Heat. Red Heat. For Yeah, for Red Heat, I came up with the the specific rule of every time you want to uh, punch James Belushi in the face, mm-hmm. and that was a very effective rule because it was it was pretty you know up to interpretation. But every once in a while, someone would go like, "Oh fuck you, Belushi!" Right? <laughs> Just take a he drink. Needs a sock so that's my face. New Year's. Marathon that sounds tradition. great. Um, if you have, have you seen Hercules in New York, his first? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, he, he has, has that one, and with the original audio. I have that. Overdone. I have that right over there, and oh, my yeah. my VHS, my mini VHS collection. Oh, that's a fun one because it's it's incomprehensible. It's really hard. I to think watch. that was one we we made a rule of like every time you just literally have no idea what he's trying to say. Right. Yes. Yeah. So this that was his first um, big speaking role film starring movie, and he was still um, very much. Austrian uh, and not he, not able to speak not able to speak English, um, and the TV show we watch are gonna watch now is not Austrian. It is American, created by Rod Serling, and um, we're gonna watch the episode called the, the Gam Fever. the Fever, and it's season one, episode seventeen. Anything that you're um, excited about, uh, or besides for now being able to um, talk at length about this episode with your mom. You know, I just—I guess I'm just excited to watch some TV. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. When's the last time I sat down and watched some TV except for last night? Right. Exactly. It's always good in the middle of the day on a pretty pretty. I nice mean, I just day. woke up. Hey. I woke up late. I, I walked my dog. I didn't have time for a coffee, so I'm hoping this will scare me awake. Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe I can make you some coffee if you like. Holy shit. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll take you up on that. All right. Well, we're going to make some coffee and watch some uh, Twilight Zone. Ready? Born ready. Let's do it. Don't you think you ought to stop now? How can I stop? I've lost a great deal of money. You said it yourself. I've got to win it back. Well, what if you don't? What if you don't win it back, Franklin? You've been standing here nearly three hours. Yes, I know that too. Franklin, dear, you know how awful you feel in the morning after you've been up too late at night. Flora, will you kindly shut your mouth? I hate a shrew, Flora. I hate a woman who stands in back of you and sees to it that you you have miserable luck. And that's what you're doing to me now, Flora. You're giving me miserable luck. Now, please, go away and leave me alone. Please, please, people are listening. The devil with people. I'm not concerned with people. I'm, I'm concerned with this, this machine. It's inhuman. The way it lets you win a little and then... And then takes it all back. It teases you. It 
It holds out promises and, and wheedles you. It sucks you in and then... All right. Well, we just realized we may have watched the... Yeah, not the episode that you were thinking of. That's not the one my mom was talking about. Um, which was the one your mom... What, what happened? Well, I'm just going to spoil that one. Basically, I mean, I, I don't remember all the details. I just know that in that one, there was like a gambler. Some guy was gambling and like, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, poker and women and all this stuff. And then he dies and goes to uh, heaven. And... Um, He's like, you know, surprised. He's like, I didn't expect to get to heaven. And they're like, yeah, well, welcome. He's like, I always thought I meant, for, you know, I was meant for the other place. And they're like, no, here you are. And heaven's just a casino, and he's gambling, and he's always winning, and he's getting every woman he wants, and he's always winning. And after a while, he gets bored, and he goes to St. Peter, and he's like, you know, St. Peter, I got to say, you know, this this has been great, but I, I, I got to be honest, I think I deserve the other place. And then he looks at him and goes, this is the other place. <laughs> which sounds like a joke right I mean, right but it's still like that that's the one i thought so when i saw gambling i was like all right we got a long way to go with this one we'll we so this episode different than that first of all how's the coffee very nice thank you thank you that's um coffee bean and tea leaf oh uh, wow it's delightful some roast and um french press um and uh house pressed here um the episode we watched was called the fever and i have to say that this might be one of the most mediocre episodes of the Twilight Zone that I ever see. For you, I feel sort of bad. No, no, because I, I know. first of all, we watched the wrong one, but second of all, if you've never seen an episode, this is not a good advertisement no, for the Twilight I, Zone. I, I know that the Twilight Zone is of quality, and I can tell that this one is just kind of like a you know they had to put one out, I guess, mid season. Right. It felt like a PSA. It, this one was very public service announcement e. And it was also like you know you talk about stakes in writing and things. You know the the stakes have to be high. You gotta believe them. yes yeah and this has got to be one of the stupid like i feel like in this show in this episode um the problem wasn't gambling addiction the problem was a bad relationship yeah there was there's a lack of communication there. lack of communication so basically the episode starts with flora and franklin gibbs and they're standing in the lobby of a uh, Las Vegas Casino, and this is after a nice montage of old school. Um, it Vegas. was like the traditional Las Vegas montage with like the uh, lights, the and lights, and the, the dice, gambling. and all that stuff. As you pointed out, probably before that was a cliche. And um, yeah, back when it was just like, well, how do we show that they're in Vegas? Dice, lights, and they did it successfully. So we meet Frank and Flora Gibbs, Frank and man. they're being uh, talked to by a representative of the hotel who's congratulating Two them. Two of them, for some Well, reason. there's one of them was the photographer. Yeah, but he didn't seem to give a shit about anything. He didn't care. He, didn't, he was just doing his job. He was just collecting his paycheck, um, as we are all want to do sometimes. <laughs> and um, he says, uh, congratulations on winning the trip. Uh, they sort of didn't exactly say what the competition was to, that they won the trick, but she, I guess he said that she won a turn of phrase or something. Remember that? Uh, so it must have yeah. been like a sweepstake where they sent in the answer to a but question. The point is, he said it was an all expenses paid. Three days, two nights trip. But all expenses, I mean, that's obviously not gambling. That's not gambling, but that's room, food, food flights, flights or train or whatever. Which means like a certain level of gambling, I think, would be okay. Yes, but Frank Franklin Gibbs is adamant 
No gambling. No, not only no gambling, but he's like, this was your idea of a vacation. First of all, it's like, no matter what, even if like you don't gamble, like three days, yeah, go see a show. There are things to do. Restaurants, the restaurants, and you're there for free. You can spend a little bit of money, and it's not like you're like you know being outrageous. You're just you're you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, this guy's just like a bastard. Like you know everything he said may as well have started with like, listen, you dumb woman. Yes, like that's how that's his whole attitude. This entire thing, like once they tell him congratulations, you won this thing. Do whatever you want. They walk away and he just stands in the middle of the floor with like his eyebrows raised at impossible heights. And he's like, look at these dumb idiots, you know, throwing away their money. And then she takes out one nickel, puts it in a nickel slot. Grabs her hand. And he grabs her hand and he's like, what are you doing? You're throwing away your money. And it's like, dude, like also he didn't really say it was it wasn't like for religious reasons or anything. It was just more like moral it's just dumb well it's not moral it's just like it's stupid which is fair the argument against gambling is is, yeah it's kind of stupid gambling is dumb but again it's like you've got a free trip you should just like and also why don't we set aside 1960 whatever money 50 dollars to gamble or so you just be like beyond that like franklin you're not offering any fucking alternatives here right like really go to the pool say let's go to the pool yeah, all he's doing is standing there yeah. saying, like, what are you going to stand for three days and just watch everyone else gamble and judge them? Right. Yes. I, that would be That's his, it. That he's not his. saying, like, let's leave. I hear there's a buffet. Or we can go watch, like, a woman and a horse. I think in the 60s you could do that. In What's a woman and a horse? Like one of those horse, you know, like those gross... I'm trying to make a comment about how gross Vegas used to be. Oh, is that a sex show, you mean? I was trying to make a sex show joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would love if Franklin's moral high horse. Yeah, he's like, like, we're not. Damn it, we are not here to gamble. <laughs> we're, we're here to watch a woman fuck a horse. Or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, either one. Uh, uh, I guess if she had a strap on. but uh, Or see Dean Martin, see the rat what's pack. The, what's the point in that one? What? A strap on onto a horse? Well, if she wants to have sex with a horse, not. If, if she wants to. Fuck a horse rather than get fucked by a horse. It's just semantics. I feel like that's dangerous. It's all dangerous, guys. Uh, this is our PSA. Don't have sex with horses. Yeah, you silly woman. Don't you? How dare you? Um, so rather than going to a horse sex show or... Uh, so he just wants to... Or like going to like... Judge um, people. Guy Fieri's restaurant. Or yeah, um, which I would love to do sometime. Um, Let's get like a football filled with cheese or whatever mm, the hell he serves. That sounds there. delightful. Um, a football made of potatoes, and um, he she puts a nickel in, and he's like, "No, you're not like these other idiots. I'm not going to let you do this." And she's like, it, "It's the money's already wasted. We already put it in there. Can we just um, do it? Do it?" And and finally he relents, and um, she, she doesn't. She loses. Yeah, and like he goes, "See, woman, I like told you." She loses like a woman. Like a wo- like you silly woman. Yeah. So he drags her off, or she goes off somewhere. No, she's standing there, and then he sort of is walking away, and then this drunkard, like, hey, drunk, like, hey, like, totally amazingly stereotypical drunk. He's holding a glass with dark liquor in it, and it's like, hey, hey, I'm losing hey, the machine, hey, buddy, hey, friend. Something that never happens. This yeah. would never happen. He's like, hold my dollar and use it to gamble use while it, I go I'm, get more dollars. Right, I'm losing, you're gonna win. And, um, and by the way, if you think that voice is ridiculous, that's literally that's this literally, guy's, it was hey, so, buddy, you want to play a little game? It was so it's over insane. the top. 
I mean, you know, great actor, probably a delightful actor, but um, probably called his mom. He was like, "Listen, they barely even showed his face. They didn't show his face. He was wearing glasses, though. That would like, like sort of similar to your glasses. Thank actually. you. Well, I was saying, yeah. like during the when we were watching it, that that's the role that Craig or I would go out for. Yes, sort of the ca- character. Hey. Everybody, you want to play a game? Play a game with me? No, you come on, it's money. gonna be fun. Here's a dog. Don't be afraid. So for- I'm a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. He was probably a veteran of the Korean War. Um, and he, uh, Franklin uses that doll. He re- reluctantly puts well, the like dollar. Like the guy, like forces, forces him. him. He forces his hand to put the dollar, and he puts his hand on his hand and makes him grab grab the lever. And and pull it's like and wait at what point does what's her face come up? Uh, Flora. Yeah, that's. I think face. well, I think the guy leaves before he pulls the arm. Yeah, because he's like because he wins, right? He yeah. wins when the guy's he not wins, there. He wins five quarters. He wins five or five dollar pieces. They don't look like American coins. Yeah, they're dollars. I think so he prob- wins five bucks and he's like, oh my god, I want money, Flora. Flora, money. And then he um is like, well, this is. We're not going to be like uh, these other rubes. We're going to take the money and we're ne- not going to gamble anymore. Yeah, we're going to take it to our hotel room where we have separate beds. Mm-hmm. We're going to place it on the nightstand. The nightstand, and then it's going to start talking oh, to no, me. But before, yeah, before that happens, they're walking out, and you hear a noise, and it's like Franklin. Franklin. It's like someone <laughs> barfing out his name, and then with, with like, the it's sound like somebody of, had a mouthful of quarters going. Crackling. Yeah, exactly. You hear sort of quarters <laughs> jangle while. And this romantic man. He's like, "Did you say my name, Flora?" She's like, "What? No, <laughs> no." She didn't hear anything. It was just in his head. But it's like that sounded like a guy barfing. Crackling. That's that's his vision of his wife. So they're in separate beds. Well, this guy does not think highly of his wife. I know. Why are they? I mean, this is, I guess, the 50s, 60s. He's also like a good 15 years older than He's He's an old man. And she's older as well. He's probably, the weird thing I've noticed from doing this podcast is that Everybody's younger than you think they are in the sixties. Like the, he was right. probably twenty five, <laughs> but he looks like he and was, he looks like current day James Conn. He looks like he's sixty seven years old, which Ugh. is a delightful age. Yeah, um, but um, like sixty seven now is like if you were sixty seven then, you looked like you were like a hundred and eight. Yeah, now he looks. You know, my parents are sixty five. They look like they're in their fifties. Yeah, same, same here. My Good parents genes. are going to listen. They sound. They look like they're in their forties, guys. Thirties, at least. At most. At most. Most. At most. Um, and um, yeah, he's so not only are they sleeping in separate beds, but he is um, fully, fully clothed fully above fully the clothed sheets. Above the sheets. <laughs> so he's sort of ready to go. And then the barf starts happening again. Franklin, 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 and he sees the coins sort of like in his mind's eye, the Growing coins in grow in numbers, and he's like, I've got to <laughs> then, gamble. And he stands up with the dumbest, like, this is where this is where I turned to Craig, and I was like, this is a relationship problem. Right, yes. Because I was like, you know, uh, what happens is he stands up, and he grabs the coins, and, and Flora goes, what are you doing? Right. And he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to get, this is dirty money. We don't want this money. I'm going to go put it back in the machines and get rid of it, Flora. I'm going to get rid of this money. And this is where I turned to Craig and was like, you know, if your wife, if you said that to your wife, she would look at you and just go like, you're fucking crazy. Dude, what? Like what? (laughs) Come on, let's talk about what's really going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want to get, it's okay. But instead Flora's like, "Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. 
yeah, Franklin, like, what? Are you sure? Are you He's sure? Like, yeah. It's dirty money. I'm going to get, you know, it's like, that's basically like saying, like, uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them that, that I'm going to, I'm going to drink all their liquor. So there's no more for anyone else to drink. Right. Cause it's bad. Alcohol's a scourge. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I better go down to that local porn theater and, 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 and give them a piece of my mind. But I got to go undercover first just to make sure I know what they're selling so I can, I can figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm going to rent all of them, watch all of them, and make sure nobody else can. And I'll tell you what, son, you know, I'm, I'm going to do all your cocaine in front of you so you see what it does to a person. That makes sense. You know, right. That makes that, sense. That logic is like, yeah, party on, man. But um, Yeah, he... he <laughs> She's just totally like, uh, all right, sure. Also, it's like he could have just had a better lie. Like, uh, I'm going to use this money and go. I'm going to go some. buy a pack of cigarettes. Exactly. Because I hate you. <laughs> um, and or, yeah, I mean, honestly, the, 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 like the amount this guy hates his wife. I would I think she would have probably been less concerned if he said, shut the fuck up. I'm going downstairs. <laughs> Don't ask like, any questions. All right. You woman. <laughs> yeah. He's just such a prick. Um, so he goes downstairs and then it basically the next half of the episode <laughs> to really, three fourths of it. This is, is why, this is why until the end, I thought this still could have been the episode. Right, right. Like I was waiting for him to die. Right. And then they would go to heaven. It would be that thing. That's why I was, the whole time I was waiting for this to be the episode my mom said, but instead the rest of the episode is him just literally spending money on the same slot machine, getting more money. And then losing and, and Flora being like, Franklin, dear, please. Please stop. This is bad. Oh, and her biggest, biggest concern was not, you asshole, you're wasting all our money. It was, Franklin, you get mighty cranky when you don't get a good you night's sleep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come like, on. Lady, he's wasting your nest egg. Yeah. On a smiling machine. Uh, he, he's not, uh, the communication lines, as you said, weren't there. No. Um, I would suggest for them couples therapy. Um, I wonder if they have that. They must have, like, uh, he's obviously quickly, but he becomes fully addicted to gambling. They have to have uh, a gambling anonymous in Las Vegas, right? But I don't. I wouldn't assume that the casinos would be the ones to. Well, that's the other thing is that there's a moment where he's been playing this machine for like five hours, and these two. Uh, <laughs> Casino employees right. are watching him like, my God, he's been playing for six hours. I've never seen it this bad. And I'm like, that's never a conversation. Yeah, they're like, in a casino, they're like, great. awesome. That guy's playing for six hours. Get him a drink. Yeah, exactly. Get him another drink. Are you a big Vegas guy? I've only been once and uh, I was working. So I like, I, I only had an evening in Vegas. I and really did you play... I gambled a bit. I, the thing is, I, I like, I want to go to Vegas and I want to play cards. That's the other thing yeah, we didn't yeah. understand about this episode is like... Buddy, if you want some control, go play cards. Like yeah, Texas he, Hold'em, you can like. There's skill there, right? But yeah, and no, I want to go. All I did when I went to Vegas was I played a couple slot machines. I played a couple rounds of blackjack, and all I really wanted to do was drink a beer in the street and smoke a cigar inside. Right, and that's what I did. You want to be the cigar guy? No, I just kind of like the idea of walking into a place, smoking a cigar, and drinking a beer on the street. Yeah, there's something freeing about it. freeing and disgusting. Yeah. Um, I'm I when I've been to Vegas a couple times. Blackjack's my game. Craig's my I'm not name, a big Blackjack's fan of Blackjack. My, what are you talking about? I just don't like. It's, I, you have the highest odds. First of all, you have the highest odds of winning of any game. Really? In, in the casino? Yeah. I thought it was craps. 
I don't think that's true. I don't know enough. Perhaps you throw I might have just goes, yeah. I might have just made this up. But blackjack. Uh, the thing is, what I don't like about blackjack is people tell me there's there's skill. Yes, there's and a, there is. Yeah, but I can't wrap my head around it. Uh-huh. It involves like keeping track of shit. Where I like te- I like Texas Hold'em because I like I play games. Well, that's like a real game. I mean, that's like a game of actual skill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's what I like. Speaking of which, I have games at my apartment sometimes. So yeah, yeah, over. please. But uh, you know, like that's one of those games I like because you know you actually do something. Like I would love to go to Vegas and sit at a table and do a tournament for a day. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Sit there, have some drinks, play. That's something I want to do. Yeah. Uh, but what I don't want to do is sit at a slot machine and also with and that, yell it's at my like, wife. With, with um, Texas Hold'em, it's like you have a buy-in, right? Like, you, you yeah, put in a, a buy-in. So you know, like, I'm in for this much money. It's not like, you know, it's going to hopefully and last you, you a while. if you don't play like an asshole, you're going to be there for a bit. Like, that's the thing that I want to go to Vegas because there are people that actually play there and you're guaranteed a good game. Like I I would play online for a while, not for real money, just the online fun stuff. Um, And the problem is, is there'd be people like going all in immediately and you're like, well, fucking. Right. Was that with money? No, it's fake money. Fake money online. Because is that now regulated? You can't. You can't do that now. Because like 10 years ago you could. Yeah. And people would like go. All out. Go fucking Franklin Gibbs. Franklin Gibbs all up on a motherfucker. Yeah, you know, and then beat their wives. I assume that was kind of implied, right? He, um, so Why yeah, is so she still after with him if she's not afraid of him. after a number of hours, um, she sort of nudges him again. And it's like Franklin, this is like the fourth time you've uh, written a check for more money, and he's like, "You woman, you, you're it's bad luck. Out. It's you're bad luck. Out. This machine is is taunting me. You're a bitch. Like I'm gonna marry this machine. He's better than you." Yeah, and you know. and she just he just reams her out in the in in the middle of a crowd of people. And then another thing that would never happen in Vegas: people watch, right, and don't laugh. Like I feel like people would watch and just laugh in real Vegas, but in this case, they all gather around and act concerned. Or a uh, a bouncer or whatever a representative would be like, um, "Is everything take this okay? Out, Do so, you yeah. guys need more drinks?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let Do me you get need... you to a couple Bloody Marys. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so then he keeps playing the game, uh, and uh, he puts his last dollar in, and the machine breaks. The machine breaks, uh, the arm gets stuck, and then he pushes the machine over. And, and another thing that would not happen in Vegas is they take him away, where I feel like what would happen in Vegas would be, oh, sorry, sir, and they'd pick it up and then go, like, we'll get this fixed right away. Can we get you to another machine? <laughs> right. They're right. like, get out. Get I feel like, yeah, I wonder I wonder if they, in Vegas, I feel like they have little, like, mini jails inside they the do. casino, probably. They do, but I feel like he didn't do anything bad enough to, I feel like that would have been like, a, hey, 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 what's the problem? You can't gamble anymore on this machine? Right, right. Sir, we've got another machine just like it over here. Right, right, right. Yes, I mean, it was broken. It wasn't his fault. I mean, he was upset, but it was the machine's fault. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Silly woman, give me back my machine. And uh, so they go back to the bedroom, and he's... You can tell he hasn't slept in a number of days because uh, of the like fake... 24 hours, the, I believe. Oh, yeah, 24 hours because of the fake stubble that they yeah, put so on like, him. Yeah, it's like borderline Groucho Marx. Level. Yeah, just like patchy, painted on, painted on stubble. Um, and he's in, in bed and he the keeps vomiting, hearing, hearing the Franklin, Franklin. And then he stands I think up. I have some change in my pocket. I can really illustrate this. Oh, part. nice. Yes, yes. Do it. Franklin. That's... Per- that's- that's something. That's, That's I, pretty I rarely have change in my pocket nowadays. Yeah, same here. That's why I knew to say you I have knew. change in wow. my pocket. You're like um, a Foley artist. Hey, you know. Oh, 
What, what's going on? It's a horse. Just. What about this? Oh no, a slide whistle. A slide whistle walked in the room. A large talking slide whistle. Oh, and how about, how about we got, oh, we got one of these coming in. Ah, good coffee. That was a, um, a man drinking coffee. And then, Actually, of course, World War One. Of course, we have this that's, small drum. That's a tiny, tiny drum played by a tiny, tiny woman. Some guy listening to this is being like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get into Foley art." Yeah, guys, if if you want to go to Foley art school like we did, go to foleyartschool.net and uh, slash yeah. Slash yeah, and take a class with um, Damien, and he's a really great teacher. And uh, and and Dave Foley. And Dave Foley from from Kids <laughs> in the Hall. Uh, um, so so anyway, this guy dies. So, so let's get into so, this. Oh no, yeah. So <laughs> so he he's hearing the noise uh, that we just portrayed through the art of Foley, and then he starts seeing the machine coming in the room, and it's this blinking jackpot machine that says ten thousand dollars. oh yeah jackpot. you forgot that earlier he had math he did he was like it's a ten thousand dollar jackpot it's a ten thousand it's gonna pay out oh, it's ten thousand dollars he kept right. saying that over and over again and you're like yeah but how much have you spent bro? yeah hey buddy how much have you spent have you spent as much as the guy that you met who played clash of the titans maybe oh my god um this is what we're talking about it is a disease people and um, so you know, th- 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 it gets it across pretty effectively. Yes, it does. It's the re- as I said during while we were watching. This is like reefer madness of gambling. Yes, absolutely. Because it's terrible, but you know, don't no sp- like both are fine in moderation, really. I guess so. Yeah, sure. Every, anything's fine in moderation, but you know, just be careful. So, uh, the the jackpot machine comes in the room, and uh, Flora can't see it. Only Franklin can see it. And it starts coming up to him, and he's like, no, no. And he backs out of the... Uh, Very easy to break window. Sort of just gently falls back and falls through the window. Which and, at that point, if Flora is smart, she will sue the hotel right, and make a lot of money, which I think would have been a, probably a more fitting like a more terrifying end oh yeah well Although no she should have been no if she that would have been like a happy uh twilight zone ending because she's a liberated woman she had a horrible i gotta life. say this worked out pretty all right for her i think she's gonna like she sees how gambling can be a problem she's liberated from her bastard of a husband gosh franklin we hate to talk ill of the dead but you were a nightmare he was a real prick and then so he falls out the window uh, we see a doctor with a stethoscope. Rather than just check his pulse on his wrist or whatever, he has a stethoscope and he's in scrubs. He says he nothing. Says nothing. He's dead. Um, he didn't, didn't even say he's dead. He stands up. There's a, a hotel manager there and a cop. Right. And uh, a crowd. And the cop's like, he's dead. There's nothing to see here. And then just everybody leaves. And then every yeah, that that I think is probably the most terrifying thing. I think that's a very like 50s, 60s kind of. Uh, fear is that you'll be there dead and everyone leaves mm. you know well franklin definitely doesn't have any friends i can tell you that like when they go back yeah to, you think he's got a buddy uh no he's infuriated well also it's like do you remember at the beginning of the episode he was like his eye was like he, he had permanent he had stink like eye. yeah he was giving the stink eye the entire time he was so um untrusting of everything he's just not a, his parents and he was like, like how do you become that he's guy? like also it's like 
you're on a free vacation. Just enjoy yourself in some way. Yeah, and he was like, this is your idea, damn it. And I was like, well, what did you want to do? He like, said, what, did you, what are you wa- booking he said, off? We're wasting three days. He said that. Like, vac- listen. You know what? I think he was supposed is, to have an affair those three days, and his wife really fucked, him, made, fucked it, it up. It could be. But a vacation is, even if it's, it's just you're recharging. You know what I mean? Take just some take, time to relax. You clearly need, maybe, you know what? Maybe he just was missing his doctor's appointment to get the stick removed from his ass. Ooh. Nailed burn, him. burn, 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 burn. Big burn. Solid Franklin Gibbs burn. So okay, so he's lying there dead, and then uh, the machine shows up. Oh yeah, Franklin. Oh yeah, I forgot that it. Franklin. Franklin. Uh, and uh, and then Rod Sterling's voice comes in and is like, um, you know, the machine was a monster. And no, he goes, oh, could it have been a, uh, a simple machine? Or was it a monster? We'll say it was a monster because this is the Twilight Zone. It just doesn't put any onus on the guy and how awful he... Or maybe I missed... Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. But it seemed like the message wasn't like uh, chill out. Yeah, you know, know, like gambling in moderation is... I guess but Rod Sterling can't say that. He can say whatever. Gambling in moderation is fine. Um, But as you can see, being a prick is problematic (laughs) in the Twilight Zone. He was just the worst Rod Sterling ever, by the way. I'm Rod Sterling. Hello. Imagine if you will a guy. That's better. That was better. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. Ha, hey, buddy. You want to play a game? You can Come here, take Twilight my daughter. Take my wife, please. I'm just kidding. She walks away. And then he falls over. Yeah, he dies. That character, that guy. guy well, got, but this he's got a point, spinoff show. He's this is the point spin-off. where I was waiting. Yeah, he had a spinoff. It went for 12 seasons. Hey, buddy. The show. Oh, hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's the point where he died. I was like, all right, now he's going to go to heaven right. and have this whole thing. And then the credits came up. I was like, that's it? Yeah, well, that's that was be- this fucking episode. Because the episode, like, this was like a 30 minute first act. N- no, I mean, Twilight Zone is known for its commentary on society, its uh, surprise endings, its cleverness. Its I was it, certainly surprised by this ending. Um, and its its um, takes on the events of the day, that type of thing. This was so unclever and mediocre. I feel bad. It just this wasn't is something a... they show in schools. Yes, this could be shown in a school, but you'd be imagine, if you will, a paycheck from a school board. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of PSAs did you have in uh, in uh, Toronto? Did you? Uh... Oh, I don't remember any PSAs so much as this is one I never saw. It was a sex ed video I never saw, but my brothers told me about. Mm-hmm. Because at the time we had, at the age I would have had this, they were in public school, but I was in a, a private school for a time. But um, the public school one, there was a video called Penises Come in All Shapes and Sizes. Mm. And it was a cartoon and a song. And it had like cartoon penises and all different shapes and sizes. Like, penises come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> it was this insane thing I, I never got to see, but I heard about uh, the one I got was just this really weird older guy from the 70s being like, sex is like a roller coaster. Whee! It was fucking weird. I remember those. Like, because I went to this weird, like, private school because I had learning disabilities and I had to kind of catch up. So I was in this school and it was like a hippy dippy kind of thing. And we had this teacher that was way too young. And we got sex education way too young. <laughs> like, I was in grade 
sorry, I was in fifth grade. You know, Americans, would you, like, what you, you say? Know that's grade five in Canada, you go grade one, grade two, grade three. America, it's fifth grade. It's not a big difference, but it's the kind of thing where if I say grade five, Americans go, Ooh, what? <laughs> like you don't understand. It's like if I order a Ryan ginger at a bar, they're like, what? Sorry, whiskey ginger. Really? People? Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, guys, bartenders, cool out. You're playing Franklin Gibbs over here. You're upset about everything. Silly woman, it's called a whiskey ginger. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but uh, yeah, so the the teacher I had, (laughs) we're getting real weird with this, but he goes, uh, I was like, I think fifth grade, um, sixth grade, he goes, uh, he's like, these young guys, like, guys, look, just don't. You know, don't have sex too young. You don't want to lose your virginity too early. I, I remember I was in summer camp. I was a oh counselor in summer camp. And there was this girl. She was real special to me. And Oh, uh, my God. You know, we had sex. We did. And um, I remember going home after summer and standing in the shower just crying. And I was like, I'm in sixth grade. What? Like, even at the age, I was like, buddy, calm down. Is like, I was also, like, isn't that inappropriate to talk about the personal experience, right? Isn't I, I don't know. I mean, it was a real weird, it was a weird school, man. Like, the teachers just gave a shit too much. That's really strange. I remember there's one teacher who was telling a kid to stop crying, and she was crying. She's like, you stop it right now. You calm down right now. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Wow. It was, it was one of those, like, I had very severe learning disabilities, but I was also gifted. So it was one of those things where the parent, let's be, as has been explained to me, it's it kind of the weirdest brag, but like the <laughs> amount of learning disabilities I had, um, most people that had those learning disabilities were more mentally challenged. Uh-huh. But I happened to be gifted, so I was relatively socially normal. Right. Weird combination. So you even, it's a even. It was a weird combination. So I was in the school with a lot of, kids who were more mentally challenged than gotcha. I was and I was socially pretty apt. So it's a very weird experience. But uh yeah, man, that teacher telling us about crying in the shower after sex is That's just intense like, for a sixth grade. Yeah, and I was just like but that's I guess that's the social part of me that was like socially advanced being like, dude, <laughs> like chill. I don't know, man, like uh did you call her later? Or <laughs> like I don't remember my sex education but i do remember in health class them showing us a clip from the movie friday to uh to about pcp to why we shouldn't have angel dust which was the scene there's a scene where i think that we watched that and it's a scene where um chris tucker just like goes crazy and then we read articles about people ripping the teeth out of their mouth um because cars that was a bit was that big for you like don't do pcp I don't know. I mean, honestly, I've never been we, we, in any situation. We learned situation. about all the drugs. Like our gym teacher was our health teacher, and and he he was a cool guy. Although he he was you know a weird dude, uh, but he he taught us about drugs and what. But it was actually pretty respectful in the sense of like, here's what they do and why you shouldn't do them. But the only thing I remember from that was he told us about barbiturates. And the reason I remember that is because he told it to us through a joke. Because he was like, barbiturates, you know, they make you real low and they're real downers. You know, here's a joke. He goes, there's this um, couple lions in a bar. And, uh, you know, this one woman's yelling at him going, uh, shut up, get out of here, you stupid lions. You know, you shouldn't be in here. And they were like, quiet lady or we'll eat you. And it was like, no, get out of here, you stupid lions. I'm doing, this is not, I'm paraphrasing the joke. <laughs> like, get out of here, you dumb lions. They're like, I'll eat you. And she's like, no. Nah, yeah. So um, the one lion eats the lady and then he starts to feel really drowsy. It's like, I don't know what's going on. I feel real drowsy. And the other one goes, must have been that barbiturate. Uh, That's how my gym teacher taught mm-hmm. me about barbiturates. 
by calling a woman rightfully yelling at lions to get out of a bar. Right. Actually, a very brave woman. If you think about it, she, instead of oh, running, yes, she told to these lions, to those lions, get out, uh, by calling her a bitch. But it also doesn't quite... Do barbiturates make your stomach hurt? No, no. It made him drowsy. Oh, it made him drowsy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great joke. I mean, look, it's a solid joke. It's just an interesting high school... Really great joke. I don't know why you would tell that to a bunch of kids. Yeah, I I haven't thought about health class in a while. I mean, this feels like something they'd show in an assembly... I mean, you know, I guess. Yeah, I'd watch. I mean, I. But it feels like gambling is like the lowest on the level of shit you need to tell kids about these days. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what a health class would be like now. There's so many drugs. There's so many apps. Don't take crocodile, kids. Like, just Jesus. Don't take synthetic marijuana or crocodile. Yeah, real stuff's fine. Just don't take crocodile. Don't take bath salts. Oh, bath salts are really bad. Crocodile's worse. I don't know which crocodile turns you like bones into stone or something. It's like it. it I don't know why. What is it? it? You, it's a you smoke it. I don't know. Let's get some. Let's call your guy and get some crocodile. Call my dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll call my crocodile guy. <laughs> call your crocodile man. Um, crocodile. If you had to come up with a drinking game for this episode of uh, um, Twilight Zone. What would be the appropriate times to drink? Okay, uh, I'll give you three. So one is anytime there's a like a real lack of communication between Flora and Franklin. Yes, I agree. Uh, anytime it's just like guys, you really like you just you got like if you just sit down and talk about this, this will be okay. Right. Um, every time uh, Franklin just says something that makes no fucking sense mm, you're like get with it franklin and every time nothing th- that wouldn't happen in vegas because <laughs> i know they say like what happens in vegas stays in vegas this is one of those things like every time they're like that would never happen that would in never vegas. happen in vegas i'd also say every time the um like the sh- point where they illustrate how late it is the lights are off oh yeah that was really weird it's the lights like that's never go off. not how that works lights never go off in vegas they're like you couldn't get more not vegas if, if some guy walked by and was like just to let you know sir it's 12 30 at night I and you know like that's the whole that thing in happen. Vegas is to keep you from knowing what time it is. Yeah, which is pretty genius. In a diabolical, in a diabolical sort of way. way. Uh, I'd also add every t- any time the jackpot machine says or sl- slot Franklin says Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Um and or any and any time that his uh, brow is furrowed. I was for, gonna say anytime he's an got that masterful stink eye. Oh, and then uh, this is like some small ones. Take a drink if you see a guy that looks like Bill Murray, because that happens that, once. That happens once. And then take a drink every time you look at Franklin and be like, is that James Conn? Yep. Um, what would be the appropriate drink? Ryan Ginger? For this? Yeah, for this. Uh, honestly, I mean, just because of the pure nature of how uh, like ill-advised everything that happens in mm-hmm. this episode is... I think um, probably like a really bad tequila. Mm-hmm. What is a bad like a like a cheap tequila? A cheap cheap tequila. One that's gonna make you feel bad. What I never under maybe I don't know if you know this, but I've never understood what's the thing with the worm at the bottom. I I don't know. But you know that thing. I you, know the thing. I don't I don't know anything about it. What is is it a real worm? What is this? Yeah, it was a real worm. I think it's just like a to make it stronger. Flavor. I don't know. 
stronger, faster, faster, better. That tequila air. What's that? Tequila air. Tequila Tequila more tequila air. I'm not a big tequila guy. I um. I can do it sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, my friend has gotten into sipping tequilas. Okay. Which are nice. Nice. It's this weird thing where you take it. You take it. So you breathe out, take a sip, breathe in through your nose, and then swallow it. Mm. And it tastes very nice, but it's a lot to think about. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. Um, I don't know much about tequila. I don't know much about wines, but I I like wine. I enjoyed the movie um, Psalm, the documentary Psalm. Didn't see that about sommeliers. I highly recommend it. I think it's still on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, and it's um, if it has the same effect on me as Jiro Dreams of Sushi then I'll go and try every wine place in the area afterwards. Yeah, well, it's it's more about the people becoming professional sommeliers, like master sommeliers, and they're like, hmm, uh, PD, um, tennis balls, um, soil. Uh, the it's one, from the, the one weird thing that always gets me about, and, and this is not just sommeliers, but also beer tasting and all that stuff, is there's one word they use to describe wine and whatever they're drinking, that I feel like somebody just forgot a word and made it up. They'll be like, mm, the mouth feels extraordinary. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, you mean texture. Yeah. The texture is nice. Right. Mouth feel sounds like someone fucked up and was trying to save face. <laughs> and then everyone else in the room was like, like no one wanted to look like an idiot in this room of people. Yeah. Mouth feel, texture. I, I wholeheartedly agree. The mouthfeel is extraordinary. Oh, okay. I have, right. I have a baseline great mouthfeel, though. You have a baseline my, great mouthfeel? My mouth feels great. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. feels pretty good. I mean, my mouth is fine. Yeah. I mean, all right. You're not as good as me. Um, Euro Genius of Sushi was great, directed by somebody that I went to summer camp with. No shit. I, I didn't know him very well, but I, I well, went messaged him. My dad went to summer I, camp with Rick Moranis. Wow. Yeah. In, uh, he's a Canadian Jews too. in Toronto Wow Probably Did, did he have any Moran- Moranis stories? No he just said That he went to summer camp He's actually my friend's He's actually my friend's uh, Uncle That's even better Which I forgot about Because uh, last year For Halloween I was really lazy In costume Because I was working On this movie in Philly And I was like Working night shoots And I was really tired So Halloween I had this big plan To go as a Ber- Me and the two other guys From the cast Were going to go As weekend at Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. But then we all Were too tired So what I wound up Doing was just uh, Duct taping A sign to my chest That said I'm Rick Moranis mm. Yeah I And can she see was that. like uh, I said oh yeah I forgot <laughs> That's I could see that you you could play yeah it, you with know. glasses and clean shaven I look yeah. like Rick Moranis yeah oh definitely I can find the photo for you even um we'll put it up on the website there there sure. is no website is there a website no there isn't um well, um well I thank you so much Eli for watching um Twilight Zone with me is there anything you have the floor now is there anything you want to promote if is there anything you want to say to the throngs of people listening and hanging on our every word jesus i mean when is this going to go up that's the real this question. will probably well, it's going up today if is it you're going listen- up today? no if you're listening but oh, well. uh, for us it's going up probably in three weeks three weeks well i don't know when i've got a podcast i'm starting i don't know when that's going to be up but keep an eye out for it's all in your head all in your it's all in your head it's or- all in your head yeah it's a podcast i talk to uh, people in the arts about mental health stuff and you know crazy people like myself hey lady hey lady hey buddy you want a drink <laughs> come here no play a game 
Uh, and then uh, otherwise, uh, 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 I'm on a show called Roadies on Showtime. Showtime's Roadies. Uh, it's, uh, I'm in episode, I'm, I come in around episode five, so keep an eye out. It's a great show on Showtime. What's Sunday. your character? Uh, his name's Mike Finger, because the show's Roadies. It's about uh, the roadies for a big rock band. And um, Mike Finger is the uh, ultimate super fan of the band. He runs their fan website. Oh, nice. Thebluewintheblack.com, which exists and you can go take a look it's very interesting uh what's the name of the band the staten house band okay but uh yeah the, uh, june 26th is the premiere of roadies showtime at 10 p.m and uh, every sunday after that i'll show up in about five weeks from then sweet take a look take a look it's in a book it's reading rainbow reading rainbow um, awesome thanks so much eli absolutely thank you Big thanks to Eli Henry for watching uh, The Twilight Zone. That uh, wasn't really the Twilight Zone theme song. That was actually very bad. Um, And, um, you know, we watched the wrong episode. That happens, I guess. Um, It was a mistake, and mistakes are a part of life, and we learn from them. Um, I'd like to thank Eli, but I'd also like to thank Shauna, Suzanne, Thank you, Shauna Suzanne, who gave a uh, review on uh, iTunes, a five-star, and she used the word adios. Uh, I don't think she used the word duty. If you use the word adios and or duty in a five-star review on iTunes, I will give you a shout-out, just like I'm giving a big Major League shout-out to Miss Shauna Suzanne. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with even more uh, Tales of the Tape from the other side of the Twilight Zone. I mean, it's that episode. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. That was a HeadGum Podcast.